Wait a minute, I hear something. Welcome back. It's time again for another episode of Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast on wheels. It's on double wheels if you're listening in the car while driving while I'm recording while driving. Who knows? We may have our own 18-wheeler of a podcast happening right before our eyes or ears, however you want to put it. Uh, If you're new to the show... Uh, you know, I just kind of do whatever. Uh, I watch a lot of stuff, mainly horror stuff, but I don't know. Uh, we, we do a lot of ventures here and a lot of listener requests. So if you want to request something that you would like to hear me talk about, that you can yell back at your listening device and say, nope, you're absolutely wrong, Rick. That's not right. Uh, go ahead and do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right? Uh, got to finally check out Megan from, uh, it says 2022, and, uh, wanted to share my thoughts on it, and, you know, the first time you see images, anything like that around this movie, you can't help but think of Chucky, right, because the the story is still very Chucky-like, and I think for that reason alone, I kind of just backed off and didn't see it for a while, because... I saw the Chucky remake, and kind of the same concept, using artificial intelligence, you know, to uh, create your new best friend, right? And obviously things go terribly wrong, just like Child's Play, or you could say just like Deadly Friend, to some degree. (laughs) Deadly Friend I need to cover. What a wacko movie. Um, But yeah. So, finally got a chance to sit down and check this one out. And here's what I think about it. But before I talk about that, let's talk about everything else. This is a, like I said, 2022 flick. Horror sci-fi. And our synopsis. Oh, I wanted to say, too, that it's directed by uh, Gerard Johnstone. Uh, That's hard to say fast. Uh, New Zealand director. I do know that because he did Housebound which I really liked. So that was another thing made me go, okay, I need to give this a chance because I really did like Housebound. So let's look at what this says here. It says, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence. Huh, didn't know that. Good thing I uh, predicted the future when I said that a while ago. A lifelike doll that is programmed to be a child's greatest companion. I said best friend. Kind of missed that part. Um, and a parent's greatest ally, designed by Gemma, a brilliant roboticist, roboticist, robot, roboticist, yeah, I'm guessing that's a new word that I didn't know, a roboticist, hey doc, I I need you to look at my hand, I got this roboticist going on, yeah, Uh, Megan can listen, watch and learn and play the role of friend and teacher, playmate and protector, this has got a lot of stuff in it. Uh, but yeah, it should just say dot, 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 things go wrong, right? Not wrong, right, but wrong, right? <laughs> and uh, so there you go. So that's kind of our story. We're sticking to it. As far as our cast, 
nothing real noteworthy here. Amy Amy Donald is uh, the young girl who uh, loses her parents. I think that's right. And uh, let me make sure. And I am wrong. I should have looked at that before I started here. Uh, Amy Donald is... There's two people that say they play Megan on here, right? I think one's the voice. One's the actual crazy robotic dancing person from the Roboticist. <laughs> we got uh, Allison Williams that's playing uh, uh, our Roboticist, Gemma, right? Known for Get Out, I believe. She was in that. And who else we got? Violet McGraw. All right, uh, Violet is the little girl who uh, the story is kind of based around, kind of who we follow. Everybody else is expendable. That's kind of how these stories work, right? But yeah, uh, we've got a young lady, Gemma, who is a roboticist for a company called Funky. How can you not like that, right? And uh, she's uh, building these little Furby-type characters that have kind of hit a big spot. But competition, they found out how to build them cheaper. And so she's got pressure to come up with the newest and next best thing. But in the, in the back corner here, she's got a private project she's working on. And it's called Megan. So that's kind of that story. The other story is, is her estranged sister, well, not estranged, uh, her sister and husband and their daughter are going on a ski trip and they get lost on a the road they can't see and basically a big snow truck hits them, kills them. It, it's, it's like if you took, uh, well, you've seen movies where they have the car crash. It has a very, uh, the changeling kind of feel to it as far as the wreck. Uh, different perspective, obviously, but it, it has that kind of feel to it, right? So the little girl is now orphaned, and her aunt, Gemma, decides to take over, right? And, the, and it's not going well. The little girl is obviously upset with everything that's happened, and there's a disconnect because Gemma's never had a daughter or kids. Even though she builds toys for kids, she's not really good at that kid relationship thing, right? And uh, she does a prototype of Megan and it starts malfunctioning and she gets inspired by uh, her niece Katie to uh, finish it and help in this bad situation right so that's kind of how the Megan gets made and let's just be honest it's freaky uh, and it's supposed to be right I mean it's kind of the whole point right but the little girl gets totally attached to her because she'll, she'll, you know, Megan will play with her and listen to her, but she becomes Mother Bear, right? Anybody that even attempts to hurt Katie's feelings or anything like that, she's gonna nip it in the bud. And uh, so you do get the, the Chucky feels here, but instead of it being a revenge thing, it's a I'm taking care of this problem type thing. Very, very... Uh, very thought out processes, right? And I have to say, she gets pretty creative, right? Uh, if you haven't seen this, there's some uh, there's some scenes that you're like, wow. Uh, you don't see a whole lot, 
and you don't have to, right? I mean, uh, it, it, it makes sense enough just in, 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 in substance of why you're watching it. So, have to hand them that too because we're getting at that age to where, you know, you feel like you have to show everything. Sometimes less is more. And I think it works well with this and it, and it brings it to a different audience too. Uh, but this is the age-old story of creating technology that eventually decides it doesn't need you anymore. It's no different than Skynet or anything else, a la Chucky remake story. You know, the, the fear of technology getting too smart. This really plays that hand. And, uh, but what's different about this is how intelligent Megan becomes. She constantly learns as she goes along and starts learning your habits. Like there's a scene where Gemma gets really uncomfortable and starts realizing that Megan is capable of doing this stuff and possibly already has been doing some of these things like knocking off the neighbor, uh, killing a young boy <laughs> at a, uh, like a, a school, public school kind of get together or whatever, which is pretty fantastic. So you're getting all that stuff, and there's a scene where she pulls up this, this it's almost like a stylist pen, holds it up to get Megan to focus on it, and then she reaches up and taps a button on the back of her neck that shuts her down. Oh, she learns from that point on every time she sees that pen that she's got to keep that from happening. So it gets to where Megan can turn herself on, turn herself off, uh, and that's where it kind of gets crazy. This is a good flick. Uh, I love what what I really like about this one, man. Is the same thing that I really like about RoboCop, and it's this interaction of uh, social media uh, commercialism, right? There's so many commercials in his movies for products, and uh, that's and this whole thing is about trying to uh, do a showcase of Megan to, you know, the, the megas, right, to start getting this thing built. And obviously, you know, Gemma finds out that things are going wrong, and they plan to have this showcase, and Megan breaks loose, and uh, Katie has been taken back home, away from Megan, and Megan makes her way back home, and uh, she, uh, she carves her own path, let's just say that. Which is pretty awesome. But yeah, the commercials throughout this thing and the way that it's played, the way they're making commercials about a product that don't even exist yet, uh, the whole play on that, I think, you know, it really hits home with how things are done, right? I think about uh, the He-Man story, right? Because when they went in to sell the idea of He-Man, you know none of this stuff existed. Oh, we didn't tell you there's a toy line? Oh, we didn't tell you that there's a cartoon? Oh, we didn't tell you there, there's these comic books that we send out? None of it existed, right? They just made up a bunch of stuff on the spot to sell it. And even didn't even know if the product's going to be any good or not. They just, you know, they did a blind buy. Again, the, the 80s were a magical time because somebody greenlit all the stuff that we got, right? So that's what I like about this. It really gives you that feel of, of those commercials that were in RoboCop 1 and 2. And uh, it, it, play, it playfully has fun with that stuff. 
while still delivering that message of, you know, be careful what you're working with because it can turn its back on you. This is a solid flick. You know, it, it, it's that thing again, though, where you kind of go, eh, I've already seen this. And you have. But this is done really well. I feel like I say that every time I'm covering one of these new movies. You know, I've already seen it. And that's part of the reason why I don't watch a lot of new movies, because I feel like I've already seen all these, right? Uh, just give it a little, a little twist, right? A, a little different buff of the polish. And, um, but I have to say, I enjoyed this one. And I think you will, too. I give this a 4 out of 5. I could definitely watch this again and enjoy it. And I'll probably pick up a lot more things. Uh, there is a kind of foreshadowing thing that happens, but there's a prototype robot that, that Gemma built first. And that kind of comes into play. But she even breaks out, like, the power gloves for that one, man, to make it operate. And you're like, all right, we're going old school. So you kind of get a the end of aliens type kind of fight, but you know, between the alien and the the, the walking robot forklift. You kind of get a, a taste of that in this movie as well, if that entices you any at all. Good flick. I don't know that I necessarily call this a horror flick, but I guess it's got enough suspense. I, I probably made it more of a suspense movie than I would have a, a horror flick, but that's just me. Um, anyways, it's a good flick. You need to check it out. And that's all I got on this one. If you've got any uh, ideas or opinions on this one and you think I'm wrong, you think it's the best movie ever made, hey, let me know. If you didn't like it that much, you can let me know that too. It just kind of hit a sweet spot for me where I was like, okay, even though I felt like I've seen this a bunch, a bunch of times, I, I'm still sold because there's something so intriguing about the Megan character, uh, the the life likeness of. I guess because we're we're starting to see more and more of that as we go along. Which again, it, it's it's tying into those things that we're starting to see in real life. And I do know one of the girls that's Megan in this, I'm thinking it's the Jenna Davis kid, is actually going to be at Texas Frightmare this year, so who knows? I may get to see the, the real Megan. That'll be kind of cool. Alright folks, that's all I got on this one. We will check you later. Dr. Boobie! Dr. Boobie!